0: Hey everyone, me, Kevin here. So y'all know how I always say buy TSLA and don't buy a Tesla. So I I didn't listen uh, to myself because at the end of last year, I was gonna make a very, very big, stupid purchase. I'm glad I didn't make it. It would have cost me many millions. I need to make a video on it one day. So anyway, I bought that instead. I did as I said not to do. I bought the Tesla Model S Plaid. And uh, what's ironic is this Tesla Model S Plat has actually lost less value than Tesla stock? Uh, yeah. So let's talk a little bit because the market obviously is going nuts here on the uh, Ukraine and uh, Russia crisis. And uh, a lot of folks are asking me, Kevin, when, when does this end? And uh, what does this mean going forward? And so that's what we're going to talk about. First, we're going to talk about how deep this can get where we are in the potential cycle of this heading down, how much further we potentially have to go, Uh, then uh, we're going to talk about whether or not it makes sense to uh, get out now and stand by, and then get back in, and what this also means for the Federal Reserve uh, and inflation. Uh, It's actually not going to be what you expect, so uh, let's let's chat a little bit. Alright, so the first thing that we got to understand is we are about midway down on a correction cycle for... Uh, a geopolitical crisis like what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. Uh, that means S&P down 10% is potentially only about halfway there, which means we have potentially another 10% to go. So whatever losses you've had in, in other stocks, maybe maybe you have another double whatever you've lost so far to go. Uh, no guarantees. you know, I don't, don't want to sound like a Mr. Fudd fearmonger or whatever, but that's just historically when we look at like what happened with Crimea and uh, Georgia... We're about midpoint, on the way down. Now, it it, it probably doesn't include today yet, so maybe we can shave off the 2% from today. But uh, it sucks. If we actually get an invasion, the biggest loser here, I think, is going to be the SPY. uh, spy SPY-related stocks, uh, the NASDAQ, and and so on. It's it's just going to suck. Small caps, profitless tech. Honestly, it doesn't matter. It's just, we're just going to have more indiscriminate selling, which is also a sign of... Margin calls, people just getting destroyed because look, I've been saying since November, get the hell out of margin, do not be in margin. This market is way too uncertain, valuations were nuts in November, we knew that. Uh, And uh, in December and January, I reiterated these calls, get out of options, get out of, unless you're short, uh, and get out of margin. Hopefully you have because the margin calls are gonna drag this market down even further. And I think the same is likely to happen with uh, cryptocurrencies, because there is a lot of debt outstanding in cryptocurrencies much more so than actually traditional finance. Although I will say BTC has not been performing as terribly as as, as a lot of tech stocks. So uh, yeah, <laughs> kind of crazy. But maybe it's the calm before the storm. So if we're midpoint in the cycle uh, on the downside, if we get an actual invasion here, do expect more pain. So uh, in my opinion, uh, if you are on the side of there will be an invasion, uh, I think it's okay to nibble. But I I don't think you want to blow your cash, as you certainly don't want to go into margin. Uh, if you uh, do not believe there's going to be an invasion, and you think this is all hype and hysteria, Western hysteria, you think we're going to end up having some sort of nego- uh, negotiated diplomacy, maybe Russia takes these separatist areas, uh, area these two regions uh, on the eastern front, and this creates a, enough of a buffer zone for Russia to be happy that even if Ukraine were to enter NATO or Kiev to enter NATO, which now there's even a call that just the capital go into NATO and not the rest of the country, if you believe that Russia will be happy with this and this will create enough of a buffer zone, then, uh, then, then uh, and we'll have some sort of negotiated uh, diplomacy here uh, and the sanctions will actually start working, which is relatively unlikely, uh, then uh, th- then maybe you do take advantage of going larger on buying a stip Now, so uh, this comes down to your belief. Personally, uh, I would say I would lean towards we're, we're probably going to see a fuller invasion here within the next week. I don't know, but just seeing what we've seen so far, I I don't see a reason why there would not be. And uh, ironically, and I just tweeted this, follow me on Twitter yet if you don't follow me there. I just tweeted that for every dollar uh, oil goes up, Russia increases their oil revenues by $2 billion annually. So if oil goes up, uh, $10, which I mean, it just went up like $20 so far a year to date, and another like $40 before that, or um, I maybe mean, not quite $40, another $20, $30 before that. Uh, every $10 is $20 billion of additional annual revenue for Russia. Uh, you know, maybe what, what is that, $1.2, $1.3 per, per month? Actually, a little more. Uh, whatever, you get the idea. So uh, Russia, ironically, is benefiting off of increasing oil costs which is wild, and the sanctions that are targeted at Russia, I think, are quite misguided. There is a belief that the two banks, the military bank and the the, uh, other bank, I can't remember, the VBE or whatever that was sanctioned yesterday, there's a belief that they hold about $80 billion in U.S. denominated assets, but beyond that, we know that Russia holds very few treasuries, so I just really don't see these sanctions doing anything. Boris Johnson in the United Kingdom has been substantially made fun of in the United Kingdom. I mean, the Financial Times was laughing at him this morning about what they called his pea shooter sanctions. It's like, here's Russia with tanks. And he's just, pew, pew. <laughs> it's stupid. Uh, and and I want to be clear when I laugh, it's not to be misconstrued as, as uh, you know, being happy about this at all. It's not. It's just, you know, there's political commentary or joking around that could be funny, but beyond that you're still dealing with people's lives and it's terrible what's happening so uh, big issues big issues uh now one of the things th- that comes after this is the fear that this could potentially lead to an inflationary shock now this depends ordinarily and this has been my position ordinarily yes we would be heading towards an inflationary shock if oil continues to rise uh you know we, we get an increase of ten dollars in the price of oil we could see cpi bump uh half a percent just from oil That doesn't even consider the fact that in the last video I did, I just broke down how much we have seen uh, every single commodity get more expensive. Wheat, iron ore, steel, uh, soybeans, coffee, you name it. Year to date, every commodity is skyrocketing. I mean, sheets of plywood are like 50 freaking dollars now. It's insane. Anyway, real estate references. So things are getting more expensive, not less expensive. The problem, though, that could happen is if we do end up in an extended... Uh, crisis between Russia and Ukraine, we actually will probably see demand plummet in the United States because of fear, fear of war. And when, what we know, folks, when aggregate demand goes down, the wage price spiral goes away, inflation goes away, and you could actually end up with a more dovish Fed. Now, this is where the weird balance is for the Fed. If we have a short, uh, crisis with Ukraine and Russia and we spike oil and oil stays expensive and we go back to a booming economy, then we end up with long-lasting inflation. The Fed's going to have to vulker us. They'll have to force a recession when we have a wage price spiral. If we end up getting uh, a protracted or severe crisis with Ukraine and Russia and we actually end up uh, sapping demand because people are fearful then that fear could actually lead rates to come down. Maybe not necessarily all the way down, but it could actually lead rates not to continue skyrocketing. Uh, It could lead the Fed to relax and and things to chill out, which if the Fed relaxes and maybe bond yields relax, which they do during periods of conflict, we actually see bond yields like the 10-year go down because more people are fleeing to safety. They're buying the bonds, more people buy the bonds. What happens? The bond yield goes down, 10-year yield goes down, real estate mortgage rates go down and you actually actually now remove the potential fear that you could have a real estate induced crisis. Maybe you just end up with a stock market crisis. So there are a lot of scenarios here. And what I would do if I were you is I would map all of what I just set out. So I would draw a picture and I would say, do I believe that Russia is going to invade, yes or no? If the answer is yes, then don't blow all your money yet, but definitely be out of debt and margin and and start saving money, right? Cut your expenses at home. You should have been doing this already. I've been saying this for months. When I was first sold, everybody was making fun of me. If I had not sold, uh, my $20 million portfolio, <laughs> which is cash, uh, not including real estate and, and all the other things, uh, would, would be like 14 right now, okay? <laughs> like, things have gotten rough, and we saw this coming. The writing was on the wall. Yeah, sure, do I wish I got out a little earlier? Duh. But we didn't know the Fed was going to rug pull us until January 5th, and then took a couple weeks to process the new information, so it sucks. But anyway, so I'd write down. Is Russia going to invade? If you think yes, don't blow everything yet. If no, if you think this is just hysteria, maybe you buy the dip a little bit. But then you have the second thing you have to weigh this with, and that is, is inflation transitory? Is it actually going to go away? If inflation goes away the the way the Fed thinks it does, and we don't go into a recession, then again, maybe this is your geopolitical opportunity to buy the dip. I mean, the SPY just bounced off of this 0% Fibonacci retracement line of about 420, 421. It's insane. We're back to the January lows. Uh, and many stocks are even substantially worse than the January lows. I hate to say it, but you look at Matterport, SoFi, uh, Robinhood, Tesla. These companies are all way down. And I had I had good holdings in these companies. They're all way down uh, since I sold. It's just 30 to 50%. It's, it's horrible. So, uh, So then on the other side of the chart, you ask yourself about inflation. If inflation is something you think is transitory, use this event. And we don't want to pray for it because we don't want anybody to die. That's bad. We don't want disaster. But financially, you look at this and you say this is a buy opportunity. If you think inflation is actually going to get worse and more lasting from this, depending on how severe that crisis is uh, in in Ukraine uh, and Russia, how long it lasts will determine how it affects inflation for the long term. Again, if we have a long crisis, a long incursion, potentially that could actually lead inflation to go down as people stop spending money because there's war happening. I don't know. Or if you think, ah, it's not going to affect people spending, people aren't going to spend less you know don't worry about the fact that lemonade misses earnings by one penny and drops 15 cents don't worry about the fact that ebay misses earnings and drops 10 percent because they're reducing their forecast for buyers and sellers over the next year but then again that's just ebay right this doesn't necessarily neither of these things necessarily mean people are going to spend less money Just kind of throwing them out there because the market is really aggressive with earnings misses right now you know I guess, ultimately, you have to figure out what you want to do. But this is my thesis. These are the things that I'm evaluating right now. There is no clear-cut answer. There is no right or wrong answer here. You know, I I, I don't want to make this video, see, I told you, Sal, I was right. I mean, like... There's so many things going on here. You just have to put the pieces together and determine for yourself what's the best thing for you. Now, remember, if you want to join me and get all my buy-sell alerts to see as I'm buying in, make sure to check out the Stocks and Psychology of Money program link down below. And of course, if you want to join me in those daily live streams, uh, any of the courses that you buy linked down below will get you access. You can use that coupon code down below. Uh, also, the Wealth Path uh, has had like 40 or 50 new lectures uploaded this week. So a lot of good stuff. And I'd love to see you there. Thanks so much. And uh, I got to go now. See ya. Bye.